Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I love typing. Not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther at Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zorel. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this and and for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel to go back in time. We initially started this uh, Supergirl Radio Rewind series because Morgan didn't review Supergirl episodes as a full-time co-host of Supergirl Radio until World's Finest, which aired in March of 2016. And we were revisiting the first season to get Morgan's thoughts on the episode she didn't uh, appear on. Was this my first episode on the podcast? So so this is your first as a full-time co-host. You had made guest appearances talking about Smallville in our season zero <laughs> but uh, this is the the first episode that you appeared as an actual official full-time Whoa, supergirl radio man person. throwing it back what a, good, <laughs> what a good episode for me to start on too good job morgan <laughs> so uh now that we have reached world's finest which was the episode that morgan had reviewed in season one uh, we thought it was kind of weird not to finish off the season. We had gotten to episode 17. There's only 20 episodes of the season. So we're almost there. Might as well keep going. So <laughs> uh, so we're just going to revisit uh, the remaining episodes of season one until we get to the end of season one. And then maybe some time down the road, who knows, maybe we'll rewind it back uh, to some other episodes uh, after season one and other seasons. Uh, but for now, we're just going to end up uh, finishing season one. And so we'll, we'll we'll keep going here for a little bit. So this week, though, we will be discussing the 18th episode of season one titled World's Finest. If you're interested in listening to, uh, to Morgan's first episode of uh, uh, being a Supergirl Radio full-time co-host uh, and if from season one. You can uh, check that out in the video description below the live stream, and we will also put it in the audio podcast show notes. So if you want to hear Morgan then and then hear Morgan now, you can do that as well if you Whoa. would like to do that. <laughs> I I will not be listening to that that first podcast episode. I don't I don't think I probably did very well. I'm I'm sure you were great. It's been a while for me too. But I mean, if you want to do your own personal Supergirl Radio Rewind, you can revisit that. Uh, but before we get into the Legion Cruiser and do some time traveling back to 2016, we need to get to the news. Well, we have a a big piece of news today, actually, marks the 85th anniversary of Superman. You know, 
Kara's cousin. Uh, the Man of Steel for, made his first appearance in Action Comics number one, which was on April 18th. 1938 yeah so uh, <laughs> a, a lot a lot of folks online on the social media today were sharing uh superman history factoids and uh things they like about superman and things uh about the origin of superman so uh dc was making this a pretty big deal because it is a big deal i mean Action Comics number one birthed the superhero genre so we would not be doing supergirl radio today if uh, Siegel and Schuster had not created Superman in Action Comics number one from 1938. So that's a pretty big deal. It should also be noted that this was not just Superman's anniversary. This is also Lois Lane's 85th anniversary. Because she also appears in Action Comics number one. So I just always like to remember that. People sometimes forget. Uh, I like that DC Comics did recognize that it was Lois Lane's 85th anniversary as well. So uh, just want to put that out there. It's not just about Superman. It's not just about Superman. Lois Lane is in the mix, too. So uh, I, I was laughing today because everybody was celebrating Superman. And I was wondering, you know, I, I, I kind of thought, you know, there were, there's some things to like about Superman as a Supergirl fan. And then there's some things that sort of bother me about hmm. the way Superman has treated Supergirl <laughs> before <laughs> It would have been great if they did like a montage, but it's all like the sil- the worst things he's done in like the Silver Age. <laughs> Happy birthday, Superman! And then you see him like zooming away from Car, and she's like, "Hey, I really need some emotional don't, support. Don't leave me in this orphanage. Why are you abandoning me here? Why do I have to be here and not get adopted? Because I have to help you do superhero stuff." Or it like zooms in on Superman. He looks at Monel, and he's like, "I found you on a Monday." <laughs> Your name is now Monel, and Monel's like, "That's uh, sir, excuse me, I'm so sorry. That's not actually my name. Your name is now Monel." <laughs> so I, I was trying not to think too much about uh, airing my grievances with with the, the, the shadier That's- parts of Superman. <laughs> We'll save that for like fest for our Festivus episode. Yes, yes, we can we can do a Festivus episode just about airing our grievances about Superman. But no, I think that's great. Um, everybody was celebrating the 85th anniversary of Superman, which is really awesome. He's been around a long time. It feels like longer though. Like it feels like it should be longer than 85 years. It Although does. I have I haven't lived that long, so I don't I don't know. I, I haven't experienced that amount of time, so who who knows really how, how that feels. It was the first issue. That is wild. That is so long ago. That was uh, before World War II. Oh, my that, God. That was before <laughs> I Love Lucy, I think. I mean, definitely before I yeah, Love Lucy. I mean, that's... Before I love, that's I'm trying amazing. to think of, like, major land landmark things in history that would have so, come after that. He's been around for a long while. Been a long, uh, I've been around a long, long time. He's seen some things. So uh, if you are uh, interested in Superman, you know, uh, check out a lot of the things that uh, were coming out today. So a happy anniversary, happy 85th anniversary to the Man of Steel. <laughs> Thank, uh, it, we, we joke about our airing of grievances, but he did give us Kara Zarel, Supergirl. So uh, that is a good thing. So we just wanted to recognize that he has turned 85 today. Car's cousin is having a moment, and uh, I know that he doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, 
But I think we should give it to him today because this is his special day. I know usually it's Supergirl, Supergirl, Supergirl. No one remembers Superman, right? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if that was true? <laughs> So, uh, yes, happy 85th anniversary, Superman. We wanted to make sure that someone recognized you today <laughs> and uh, gave you uh, some accolades for the things that you have done, even though nobody ever talks about them. All right. Well, I guess we should get into the Legion Cruiser okay. and go back to 2016. So we got to do some time traveling, Buckle my put, on, put on the seatbelts, <laughs> and uh, let's uh, do some time traveling. <laughs> All right, so we are now in March 28th, uh, 2016. So here is the official description of World's Finest. Quote, Kara gains a new ally when the lightning-fast superhero, The Flash, played by Grant Gustin, suddenly appears from an alternate universe and helps Kara battle Siobhan, a.k.a. Silver Banshee, and Livewire in exchange for her help in finding a way to return him home. Unquote. So, uh, Morgan. We have not talked about this episode in a very long time. I yes. mean, that's now seven years ago. Oh, God. We talked about it. <laughs> so um, I feel as old as Superman. So we could talk, <laughs> we could, <laughs> we could talk about a lot of different things. Obviously, lots of lots of things going on. But I'm curious, what is the first uh like when you were re-watching it, what was your uh what was your thought uh after you finished the episode? I remember just thinking, man, it would have been really fun to have the Flash on this show a lot more often. Like, yeah, if he had been like, I don't even not maybe not a cast member, but if he had been on the show like a lot more that Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin have such great chemistry. They have so much fun together. Like you can just kind of tell it comes through the screen. Those two characters play really well off of each other. And I just remember thinking like, man, I, I wish we could have <laughs> I wish we could have kept the flash. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sir. You don't get to go back. You're too fun. <laughs> He he was great, and uh, one of the remarkable things in in my viewing of it is that he comes to Earth thirty eight, and he he gets into the DEO, and he's like doing algorithms and things on the computer, and he's figuring out things by himself and contributing to the super team. Of course, uh, in the Flash, he has this old whole Flash team that he works with who do a lot of the things for him. So it was nice to see him get to be. Smart and capable, and a uh, a, he a heroic character on his own, who who had actually been through a lot of things himself, and came to Kara with uh, some wisdom that he could share with her. And I agree. I wish they had done more Supergirl Flash team ups. The Flash and Green Arrow did a lot of team ups together, yeah. but I think maybe the Flash and Supergirl could have had uh, more adventures together. I think that would have been a lot of fun because they did. Uh, play off each other really well. And I think the dynamic between the two of them uh, was a good one in terms of complementing their um, complementing their powers and their personalities. Uh, so it is disappointing. I, I did want him to come back for season six uh, of Supergirl, but we did not. I know. I was really him. sad that, that because of all the COVID stuff, I yeah. think we probably would have done one last crossover if it wasn't for all of the, the COVID situation uh, because it would have been really nice to see our, our, our good pals, our super friends back together again. Yeah. So um, what, what are your thoughts Morgan on the, uh, the, the way Barry comes to earth 38, he just kind of 
goes so fast that he goes to another earth. What, what did you think about his explanation of the multiverse and <laughs> how he gets to Supergirl's earth and how he explained it to them? What, what were your thoughts? I was just like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> seems reasonable sounds (laughs) solid um given some of the stuff that seems to happen on the flash and again we've established that i'm uh, you and i are many seasons behind but it doesn't seem any any wackier than some of the weird stuff that they do with the timeline and with this and with that like (laughs) he he the runs so fast he like goes back into the past and like destroys the future like with some regularity so (laughs) the idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the idea of him, like, uh, he changed, like, the uh, baby that uh, a couple had at one point. So he did. Uh, Diggle, Diggle went from having a a daughter to a son. Was that Something it? Something like that, I think. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, this is not out of character for him. So his whole <laughs> thing is, like, I'm running real fast. Sometimes the consequences are going to be bad uh, of <laughs> the how fast I run. And, like... <laughs> When he was like, yes, I ran so fast that I went through the worlds and like, here's a world and here's a world and they're not touching, but they're either at the same time. And like, you know, I just went from here to here and I was like, it's fine. No one, no one. It's fine. We all accept this. We all accept this from you, Barry. It's cool. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, this made more sense to me than like a lot of the later Supergirl storylines where it's like. <laughs> You like hold this decorative soap in your hand. It is all of the the world's love. <laughs> sure. Um, what happens if I eat that into the soap? <laughs> it would be bad. Uh, so you know, in comparison, I uh, fully just accepted the explanation. <laughs> yeah, I I always laugh because Barry multiple times within Grant Gustin's portrayal of him, he has to explain the multiverse to various people. (laughs) So he's always going up to this like whiteboard and having to draw the worlds over again. Like he has to do it many times. So good. And here in this episode, he didn't even bother to like write out what each world was or how they connected. He just drew a bunch of circles on the board. <laughs> I was like, that's the laziest ex- explanation of the multiverse that I can think of. I know. He just drew a couple of circles. You didn't even like, like write out explanations. You just drew a bunch of circles. And I guess everybody just understood it. Everybody I, was just like, yeah, seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciated that Wynn was really excited about it. He was like, this is great. I love this. There's a one point where I can't remember what they're talking about, but Barry is like explaining something to them and Kara goes like this to win and win goes like this back to Kara. <laughs> and James looks over like he's never wanted to like nope out of a room harder in his entire <laughs> life. And I just thought that was such an amazing moment. They're like, Oh my God, isn't this like so cool? And James was like, What's cool about it? I don't know what's cool about it. <laughs> James is muttering to himself in a corner. Uh, so yeah, no, I really liked. I really liked how quickly uh, Kara uh, took to Barry. Like just immediately, it was like, "You can do. You can do superpowers. I can do superpowers. <laughs> Are we best friends?" <laughs> yeah, it was nice to have uh, Kara have a friend outside of the super friends. Which was nice. I also I also like that with uh, Kate Kane, which I always uh, liked yeah. and appreciated about Batwoman. Is she got to have a friend outside of uh, the people she normally interacted with. So it was really, really fun. Um, so 
I guess uh, one of the things that we could talk about in terms of the Kara and Barry stuff is that they have teamed up at the right moment because another uh, pair of people have teamed up, and that would be Livewire and uh, Siobhan Smythe, who has now transformed herself into a comic book supervillain. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> let's let's maybe break break it down. There's maybe. a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a sure. lot to unpack. <laughs> so, uh, so let's I guess tackle the Silver Banshee portion of it first. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you? Uh, did you? Did you? Um, I guess buy. Did you buy the Silver Banshee uh, origin story with the curse? in her family and she has to to kill the person who has wronged her in order for the banshee to go away did, did you did you buy all of that did you think that was a reasonable explanation for what's happening to Sh- Siobhan no <laughs> <laughs> i did like that when Siobhan goes to see was like her aunt um they're like they're talking and her aunt is like well, you know about our banshee curse. And Siobhan's like, I definitely did not know. <laughs> um, no one mentioned that one to me. And she's like, don't you think there's a reason we're all so unlikable? And Siobhan's like, I'm sorry. Did you just say I'm unlikable? <laughs> Siobhan did not have any indication that she was not Siobhan's unlikable. like, what? <laughs> me? Everyone loves me. <laughs> That's why I'm consistently getting fired. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was just really funny. It was like, we have a curse. That's why we're all so unpleasant. <laughs> lady, and I don't all think murderers, that's the apparently. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason, lady. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I think there's some other stuff going on. I think I think the Better Business Bureau should look into your crystal sales. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she's like, and just write the name of your beloved in a notebook like five times. And as the lady like walks out the door, like Siobhan looks at her like, what? And she's like, nothing. I made that up. <laughs> So good. Love this lady. Can can we keep the ant around? Honestly, (laughs) I like her energy. (laughs) She's like, I know no one likes me and I'm just going to sell you a bunch of uh, cheap crystals. And I murdered my husband. And sure, I murdered my husband. But you know what? Had to get rid of that curse somehow, right? (laughs) Am I right? Ladies, am I right? (laughs) I want her to become like a motivational speaker. Where my murderers at? She goes as she does her TED talk. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the curse comes from her family, and uh, it's not brought out of her until she is uh, wronged or threatened, and so that's uh, how it comes out after she is uh, uh, disgraced from Catco and um, has her little time up on the roof with Wynn. So uh, I uh, I'm actually curious. What did you think about? Because this is still we still have CBS money here. So yes. what what did you think about Silver Banshee's powers and how they were displayed? I think it, this one was an interesting one because you could really see the CBS money in some places <laughs> and then not <laughs> in others. Um, but we'll get to that later, perhaps, mayhaps. But uh, no, I thought her powers were were pretty cool. Her like scream powers were were pretty neat, like the way that they did it visually. Because uh, uh, otherwise, you just have an actress screaming and everybody going, "Oh no, 
wow. Uh, <laughs> so you needed to have those like sound waves to show you that yes. like, something was happening. And I think that there's a moment where a Supergirl is like holding her ears and then like she looks at her hand and there's blood and she's like, oh, um, yeah, so, it's powerful enough to make Supergirl's ears bleed. Yeah. I One would think that if it's powerful enough, I, again, I think you probably don't want to go down this bat- rabbit hole because would think if it's powerful enough to make Supergirl's ears bleed, why aren't like the people around her's heads just exploding? <laughs> <laughs> That's why true. is it just like a Cronenberg film? <laughs> Don't, don't think about it too hard. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Everyone's <laughs> fine. Wind's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. I also thought, I know we had this working theory, this active theory that Cat Grant knows and she never stopped knowing. And yes. I think if there's been one episode that's made me convinced of it, it's this episode because Kara fully gets yeeted out a window. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she comes back, Cat Grant is just like, yeah, I knew you'd be fine. It's not, I'm not worried. I wasn't worried about you. And Cara was like, could you have been a little bit? <laughs> she said, Cara's like, oh, I got rescued. And Cat was like, obviously, you're here. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I'm taking a personal take. Get out of here, you monster. <laughs> but I think Cat Cat watched her go out the window, just shrugged and like went about her day. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's because she knows she's Supergirl. So she's like, she was never in any danger. Like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Um, Kat knows uh, who Barry is immediately. She knows that uh, Siobhan is basically, I, I guess she knows Siobhan in the Silver Banshee getup. But she already knew that Siobhan had developed these powers because Siobhan... Siobhan, once again, shows up in Catco, uses Where? her powers <laughs> against Kara there. So I don't know why. That, maybe maybe Siobhan was down in the lobby of Catco, whatever the lobby is. Because she, she uses, lives there now. <laughs> <laughs> and she uses the Silver Banshee scream on all the security guards there and then just takes the elevator up. That's the only explanation I can think of to explain why she has now once again regained access into Catco. I mean, she has been taken out of that place so many times. It's wild. It's so truly wild. Where are the security? Do they exist? I mean, I think Cat needs to start being nicer to her security. Let's be honest. I think <laughs> they watched Siobhan come in and they went, you know, didn't she chop chop me yesterday? Maybe I didn't see her. They looked the other way. They let Siobhan waltz right in. They're like, I'm sick of this. Her attitude. One time I will use your elevator one time. I never heard the end of it. You know, <laughs> I bet like maybe she doesn't tip that great around the holidays. This is why. This is why you got to be nice to your security guards. You got to tip your security guards. She really does because Cat uh, has several employee ex employees who are out for her blood. <laughs> several people want to kill her, all of which worked for her, and she has done no self reflection. By the way, about why this could possibly be. At no point did she think, "Is it me?" <laughs> she's but, like no definitely not me <laughs> to your point she probably still believes that car is supergirl and since car is always with her she probably is like well I've, I've got a security guard who is uh invulnerable and uh can withstand bullets and can fly me out of here if i need yeah. to so what does she care 
I love that Kat thinks of Supergirl as like her own personal security guard that she has like on call 24-7. She's like, oh, sure. I don't, I just, I hire the cheapest security money can buy because I have Supergirl and she'll always be around. Right, Kira? (laughs) (laughs) Car's like, what? Not me. (laughs) So ordinary. (laughs) She pulled man's out of the room. (laughs) So I'm curious about what you thought was not uh, high budget from CBS here. Was what it? Was it this possibly have not been of the highest quality on this here episode? <laughs> Could it have been the makeup, perhaps? Maybe. Could it have been the Halloween store level? It's like, like you go into your half abandoned mall, and like that's kind of the the, the look and feel of what's going on with Silver Banshee. Yeah, I, I want to know what the conversation that Livewire had with her was like, because Livewire suggests that yeah, okay, maybe we'll both go after Cat together, but you need to change your outfit. And this is what I guess I did Livewire come up with it, or do you think Siobhan was like, no, this is the look I want to go with? I don't I don't know. I don't know how this know. this outfit came came to be. That outfit is a there's like a just so much happening there. Like the outfit itself is kind of uninspiring. Both of them look like they um survived a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> but like not unscathed, <laughs> right? Like not unscathed. Like some stuff has happened to them during the zombie apocalypse. Um, Siobhan looks like she's kind of mad max fury road it herself like she's like <laughs> like she should be on the back of like a truck with a fire guitar like screaming <laughs> uh, um, i just really don't know what's going like i don't know what's going on why, why the gloves the gloves don't really make much sense. like the gloves would maybe make more sense for like leslie who is a like electric person yeah she's just got some like full length like formal like uh, gloves on for some reason like uh, like elbow length gloves why why siobhan well i guess you need some of the sil. i mean she's silver banshee but why why would her outfit just be silver (laughs) (laughs) also okay i have like a series of questions a series of questions so in the episode, they yeah. were not super interested in how she got this look, to be honest. Like, I th- I have a feeling that there were, like, pages of the script uh, that were just cut for time. And they're like, eh, no one's going to question why she suddenly looks like a member of KISS now. <laughs> but <laughs> I could maybe buy that Leslie was like, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be so cool. Just just wait. Just let me try it. Just let me try it. It's going to be so cool. What if I, like, did some contouring, but it was black like a skull? And Siobhan was like, oh, my God, it's so nice to have friends to do your makeup. I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a little bit of an off-putting person. That's what my aunt says about me. But, like, you seem really into it. And Leslie's like, I Love it, girl. You're going to look fantastic. Okay, I buy all that, right? I buy yeah, that. I, yeah. I see that scene in my head. Yeah. Where and when did the wig come into it? Like, at what point At what point mm-hmm. during the makeover did she go, like, your, your normal, beautiful, regular hair is not good enough for this look. <laughs> now, I happen to have this silver wig 
that I've just been holding on to, even though I'm mostly just an electric person now. I mostly <laughs> exist in the internet on Reddit trolling people. And I come out. I come out of like, would do that. She would troll people. Right? Over the like I come out of the occasional light socket uh, just to have fun. But I happen <laughs> to have this, this wig on me. I stopped at a spirit Halloween on the way. And that's how I got all my arts and crafts. And I just want you to put it on. Just, I know you don't want to, but try it, try it and see how it feels. Like what, what, what was the, the wig? Like, why didn't they just like, as part of her powers coming, like suddenly her hair turns a different color okay. or something. That is what I was thinking. Was <laughs> right? that you, you have to make more of a leap to explain it away as like they created this look. Whereas you maybe just when like her powers activate, that's when this look takes over and she becomes the Banshee. I think that's a better way to go. Maybe that would require more <laughs> special effects or uh, uh, CGI to have it sort of like uh, come over her while she is. Um, yeah. While, while she's doing things. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it could have been cool if the hair was, like, showing her transition into Banshee. So, like, as the episode goes and, like, she starts, like, losing it more and more, like, her hair starts, like, from the, like, from the bottom. Like, maybe there's, like, she notices, like, oh, my God, am I getting grays? Like, she's obviously, like, she's the kind of person who would be freaked out about that. And then it gets, like, more and more gray. And then suddenly it's silver by the time that she's, like, fully embraced her Banshee-ness. Like, that would be, that would have been kind of fun character progression and it wouldn't make me have to think about where did they get the wig why would they put the wig on like there are just so many questions in her dramatic makeover that um i guess were answered by her dramatic makeover but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like the idea also of uh what you suggested about her slowly becoming the banshee i think that would have been really cool yeah it's it's uh it's it's sort of it's tough for me to go with the look like I like that she looks like Silver Banshee, that how Silver Banshee should look, but I think the explanation to get her there could have been a little better. So um, uh, do we have any other thoughts about Silver Banshee's look before we get out? Because I think we should should end with a, a boardroom or ballroom but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> since, we, well, since we got here. So any, any other thoughts before we, we go out? It's just, it's not a great, it's not a great look, the Silver Banshee look. Let's be honest. I don't, Leslie is, was like not really like painting with all the colors of the wind there. She was, <laughs> she was like, I've seen a skull one time, but I don't have a phone. Uh, I short circuit them all. So I'm just going to like work from like muscle memory. Whatever <laughs> I'm going to do is going to be amazing though. It's going to be amazing, Siobhan. Don't worry. And Siobhan is like, I'm a little worried. Why do I need the color contacts? She's like, it's a look. It's a vibe. It's really good it's really gonna go uh, it's gonna go along with my survived the apocalypse still pretty cool kind of look like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look so good as like a super villain pair Javon like just really needed that to hear that at that moment and she was like I just love that we're best friends um and I think this is a good cautionary tale like if you have a friend and you look at their outfit and there's scorch marks on it. And that friend <laughs> says to you, I've got some ideas about how to update your look. <laughs> Maybe you just say, you know what? 
I love the scorch looks for you. That's so perfect for you. I'm going in a different direction in a more normal direction. Because it's so funny because she's got like a pound of weird skull makeup on. Meanwhile, Livewire is like, yeah, I just look like this, my normal face. Why, why didn't she get to get have any skull makeup on? Siobhan was like, okay, now we do you. And, and Livewire was like, no. <laughs> to be fair, Leslie probably can't wear a lot of nice clothes when she does her zappy zappy thing with her electricity because she's just shooting fire out of her hands. So the scorched look is just her thing. She can't do anything just, about it. It's, it's just, just her vibe. It's just how things are going to go with her. All right. Well, I think that's going to take us out of boardroom or ballroom. Not an official one. Well, we're going to, I guess, maybe make it an official one now that we've uh, discussed their looks. And this has been Lena Luther, Boardroom or Ballroom. All right. I figured we'd get the uh, the Siobhan look out of the way uh, <laughs> before we get into the actual uh, discussion of the uh, Silver Banshee stuff, because uh, I was curious about your thoughts, Morgan, on uh, how how everything goes down. The two The two sides... Uh, there's the good side that has teamed up and the evil villains, the evil Taylor Swift squad has teamed <laughs> up. And um, what did you what did you think about that? Livewire and Silver Banshee kidnap Cat and uh, things get pretty serious. It does get pretty serious. Like, yeah, they, they kidnap Cat. They go back into the office again. Cat is like, I have no security. So this is not surprising to me in any way. I've accepted this. I'm going to just die. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> I like when, uh, is it, is it Wynn or James? That's like, uh, you have to like, you have to get out of here. They're like coming straight for you. And she's like, nah, I'm fine. Oh, it's Car <laughs> earlier in the episode. Who's like, Oh my God, live wire is out. Siobhan is still mad. Remember when I yeeted out the window, that wasn't great for me personally. You should try to protect yourself. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, when they show up, she's like, oh, well, this again. Uh, and James tries to, I think James tries to, like, help out and gets, like, yelled across the room. So that wasn't great for James either. Yeah. Um, Kat, Kat seemed to think this is a pretty normal thing. She's been through this before <laughs> with Livewire. She she thinks she can handle it. But things get really serious for Kat. She She's uh, Livewire sort of makes fun of her for begging for her life, but she's in that moment. I think she thinks she might die because she starts to think about her sons. And that's that's one of the most serious moments, I think, that at least I can think of out of Cat in the run of Supergirl is that she maybe thought something bad was going to happen to her because she started to think about her sons. Um, so that that made me think that Cat really thought that they might kill her. And they did have the intention to do so. Uh, but thankfully, uh, Supergirl and the Flash showed up in time. Uh, but maybe maybe now that I think about it, maybe Kat was just trying to delay them until Supergirl and the Ooh. Flash came. Maybe she was like... To be fair, when Supergirl shows up, she goes, it took you long enough. And yeah. <laughs> Supergirl has this amazing moment where she goes, really? <laughs> <laughs> I love every now and then when like Car just like can't take Cat Grant for like another <laughs> second. She's just like, "You are on my last nerve, lady." <laughs> so good. Yeah. So um, so that is something that may be the case that maybe Cat was just playing the sort of scared, uh, scared kitty cat for for lack of a better term, uh, to to maybe buy them some more time until they got there and then they could take Livewire and Silver Banshee on. 
for themselves and get her out. Uh, so I, I'm I'm confused though as to why. So there's a whole thing in this episode of Supergirl sort of rushing in, and the Flash is like, "We need a plan. We need to figure these things out." And Supergirl doesn't seem to remember how she defeated Livewire in the, their first encounter. No, she doesn't. And I was a little confused about why she didn't just immediately take Livewire to like a pool. Yeah, it seems a little strange that she didn't remember. I liked all the the tag team action with Barry, although it did make me laugh when they're in the um, abandoned warehouse. As Barry says, all villains love those. They do. Uh, just really great, you know, aesthetics. You know, they just love the aesthetics of the abandoned warehouse. You, just, you have a lot of room. A lot of room. It echoes when you're giving your the super villain speech. The acoustics. Oh. Gosh, that's <laughs> beautiful. Uh, but, it, but Barry's like, okay, I'm going to get this, uh, like, electric person by running around her over and over with my like super runny electric and then I'm gonna like throw that electric right at her and of course she just absorbs it it just makes her stronger and I was like Barry Barry what do you what are we doing here what are we doing here bud he's like a he's like a genius (laughs) he's very smart And and a scientist he's a CSI he took great pains to tell people about that And yet, what is he doing? What is he doing here? <laughs> and he goes, uh-oh. Like, come on, Barry. I did not expect this. Uh, that that made me, that moment did actually make me laugh because I was like, I mean, you th- she's an electric person. You knew that. And then you threw it at her anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was a little disappointed that they, I mean, I guess if they had just taken Livewire to a pool or to the ocean, the episode would have ended much quicker. And so you have to find a way to drag it out. I understand that. But it does make them look a little dumb and forgetful. The other thing is that, like, technically neither of them... Neither of them won that battle with Livewire and uh, and Silver Banshee. Because Barry was out of commission somewhere. Right. And Kara was sort of down a little bit. Um, and trying to get back up, but she was like, you know, they had taken her down. The, the, the villains are, 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 uh, ultimately taken down by like a firefighter who's like, dude, I'm just going to hose her off. Is that chill? <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was really funny. I was like, so they had this great, this is the first time that they teamed up. They teamed up to fight these two villains. And even with the team up, Neither of them saved the day, actually. <laughs> it's a good thing that fireman was like wandering through with his hose. Come on. So what do you think about that? Because this is the culmination. Uh, uh, this is the the end, I guess, of the arc of Supergirl's Red K. Kara situation where she's scared the people of uh, National City and She's kind of lost their trust and she's been trying to to regain it. She's been uh, putting together things from Ikea for these families, <laughs> hoping that that would help. That it's has not it. worth it, Cara. Just give up. <laughs> Look, that would, I, w- I would consider that a great favor. I would be like, Supergirl, you're, we're cool now. <laughs> we are so cool. <laughs> you put this thing from... I don't even like to go into Ikea. So if Supergirl went in, purchased things for me in Ikea, then assembled it, I'd have been like, we're we're fine. I forgive you for that weird time when you try to kill everybody. I was, that's fine. We're good now. 
Um, but nothing has seemed to work. And uh, with this uh, resolution of the firemen uh, saving the day with the water, it seems like the people of National City have now forgiven her because she saves everybody. Or she she actually didn't save everybody. No. She saved the helicopter pilot. She did. I guess and that was kind if of if the helicopter had crashed, it probably would have killed quite a few people down below. Maybe a few. Maybe a few. Yeah. Some people probably, probably would have run away. Yeah, it probably would have gotten some people. It would so have it take saved, a while. She a saved while quite a few them. people. I love the continuity, uh, by the way, of Leslie hating helicopters, though. Of course. Yes. That was great. It's a, it's a nice callback. <laughs> I hate that helicopter. <laughs> 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 they have not been kind to her in the past. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, I like the idea of her winning back the trust of National City. And I like that it wasn't like one at like the next episode that uh, everybody was like into Supergirl again. It took a while after she, you know, did her little reign of terror and decided that she should be the king of National City. <laughs> um, it took a little while for them to, for her to win back over the trust of the people. I probably would have been nice in the team up episode if the team up had ultimately, uh, you know, taken down the villains. But I did like the idea of like the regular people rushing to protect Supergirl and ultimately helping Supergirl save the day. It was just kind of a tough one for Barry, uh, who wasn't even there during that part. (laughs) (laughs) Tough break for him, for sure. Yeah, I like the idea that uh, sometimes just the regular people of National City who and 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 real heroes, I hate to say real heroes because Supergirl is a is a hero, but heroes in our real world like firefighters um, would come in to save the day and play a part because they are heroes in real life. And so I like the idea of that. I did think, though, that the helicopter thing was a little over the top, like. Yes, she saved the helicopter, but then you hear like these little voices over the crowd, like she saved us, and they're so. I'm like, she saved. I mean, she saved a helicopter, but it wasn't like she like saved the world. It wasn't, you know, it was kind of overblown. I thought she also like saves people like a lot from like specific situations, like things blowing up or like giant things falling, and in those situations, people are mostly like, thanks, bye. And then this one, this is the one where they're like, we all have to band together and we're all like stand in front of her. I was like, I I don't know, people. I don't know if that's like the smartest decision you're making. <laughs> like that one lady who is like, I am the ambassador of the people, the normal people. <laughs> And I'm gonna, and I speak for them. I I am Lorax, and I speak for the trees. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like that lady was like making some big promises that I'm not sure the other people. <laughs> she was like, "Well, we have to protect Supergirl." And the other people were like, "Oh, is that is that what we're? It doesn't seem like we're like equipped for that though." <laughs> Just here, I just thought we were doing like a thing where we were like gonna cheer her up, you know, <laughs> like, a, like a hope thing. That's not what this is. <laughs> and that one lady was like, "I will kill you." <laughs> I just her, assumed this was energy. connection to Supergirl, so I thought it was just like a hope thing. Uh, but <laughs> ooh, oh, is that what's going on here? I'm so sorry. They like start walking backwards. Oops, wrong line. <laughs> I want it to be in like the hype area, <laughs> not the danger zone. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I thought I thought it was a little over the top, but it did get the job done. Everyone in National City seems to be <laughs> back 
on the Supergirl bandwagon. So that is a good thing for her. Although at the end of this episode, though, doesn't mean a lot because uh-huh. everyone in National City is uh, mind controlled. Uh, so it's kind of short lived that everybody loves Supergirl again because now nobody knows anything about Supergirl. <laughs> Uh, so I guess um, this happens to National City a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the citizens of National City have to deal with mind control and people wanting to uh, control their brains. Very uh, susceptible to mind control here yes. in National City. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got a doodad or a thingy, ma bobber, and everyone's just like, okay. <laughs> Especially when Luthers are involved, which <laughs> uh, they were doing this even before the Luthers were involved. So yeah. Uh, just just a, a, a real good reason not to live in National City. Um, but uh, so this comes at the the uh, very inopportune time for Kara. Kara is taking Barry Allen's advice to speed things up with her relationship with James. And uh, so she she invites James over to her apartment. They're going to have a little conversation about multiverses. And it's going to be a metaphor for their <laughs> relationship. And uh, she takes the brave uh, action to kiss James and uh, share her feelings for him. And uh, he does not respond to her. Uh, no. And uh, so I'm curious, Morgan, what are your thoughts on uh, that awkward moment? It was really weird. Uh, (laughs) I felt really bad for her. I think had that happened to me in my personal life, like I wouldn't be able to save the city because I would have tunneled myself into the center of the earth and I would not have returned. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I'd be like, I live here now. It's warm and cozy. No one can reject me in a really strange way. Uh, (laughs) I liked the whole whole episode where Cat, Cat Grant is like, you get him girl like giving her advice from her apparently her like relationship book uh which had some insane name where she was like okay so it wasn't a great book but it was still on oprah's best of book list which i thought sounds right yeah uh, <laughs> uh i love i love cat grant um romance whisperer she's like listen I'm going to give you advice. And then she like opens her book and she's like, uh, keep them wanting more. I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I, I really enjoyed her, um, cupcake metaphor <laughs> where it was, uh, very obviously, um, a cupcake about uh, the, the cupcake was James essentially. Uh, so there was a lot of her kind of butting into Kara's relationship with James. I felt in kind of an, uh, in inappropriate, unprofessional way. Uh, even Kara was like, I don't know about this. I don't feel like I want to talk to you about this. <laughs> but uh, but I, I did feel bad for um, Kara in that moment with James because she was, she was really going for it. And James didn't respond and she didn't know how to respond. And then she started to put it together that everyone was mind controlled and marching in the streets for some reason. Uh, so great job, Uncle Non. Really <laughs> ruining it for your, your niece here. <laughs> what a time for this to kick into effect. <laughs> Truly the worst. The amount of secondhand embarrassment I felt in that scene. Um I can't, I can't even put it on a scale. It was uh, it was truly the worst I've ever felt for Cara. And like some truly bad things have happened to her. <laughs> and I don't know if anything was as bad as being like, did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you hate me now? 
Did you like it too much? Did you like it too much? It made me laugh a a lot. And then he went, he just leaves. (laughs) Could you imagine? You have been working up the nerve to tell your crush you like him for a year, a full year. (laughs) And you finally, you feel like, I think he likes me too. I think that what I'm picking up is what he's putting down. And I think that we're both on the same page. And then you kiss him. And he stares at you with no expression, turns around, walks out your door and leaves. What would you do? You would you would have to retreat from human civilization. <laughs> you would have to go out and like become a, like a monk somewhere on like a clifftop. Like the next episode, we just see Kara. She's just in the dirt that Cat Grant is in later, just like communing with the with nature and the environment. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how you recover from you what just exactly yourself. Yeah. Oh man, it was brutal. Um so I, I guess we have now entered into the myriad storyline happening coming to a conclusion. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, but now it's kicked in. Things are happening. Uh not in this episode. We gotta wait. <laughs> but not in there's this one. the tease that things have been implemented. Myriad has been kicked on, uh turned on, and uh Uncle Non is up to no good. Can't Which trust means him. If Uncle Non's around, Indigo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, back. that hand acting is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to continue uh, our time-traveling shenanigans uh, to see what uh, that is all about. So were there any other things, Morgan, about this episode that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to discuss? Um, I forgot to mention the ice cream moment because I now feel like it's so iconic. It is uh, in the in the in the universe of Supergirl and and the Flash, but that moment where he's trying to explain that he is super fast, and instead of explaining, he just goes and gets everybody ice cream, and the look of pure joy on Kara's face, like this is these are the reasons I think that everybody loves this episode so much. Like you know. Um, incredible makeup uh, effects aside and like having really fun villains. But like the, the relationship between Kara and Barry in this episode is so good. It's like it, you realize how rare it is on these superhero shows to like that two characters just kind of like are having fun and, and liking each other. Usually it's a lot of like Oliver Queen being like, I can't, I have to save the city. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would, I would love to smile, but I've, I'm all out of smiles. I only had one for the month. Uh, and just the combination of Carr and Barry, they have very similar energies and that like they, you know, they enjoy being superheroes and they like helping people and they, you know, like, uh, they uh, immediately like each other, and I just thought that that was that uh, dynamic between them was so refreshing, and definitely made me be like, oh, I wish we could have gotten. I mean, we got a couple of, of crossovers with them, but I wish we could have gotten more crossovers with just them. Because in later in later seasons, we get like a bunch of these like full scale crossovers of like earth x and and crisis and uh, honestly i just want more of uh cara and barry hanging out like that's all i really want we did get one more is it the musical one right it would duet the duet episode from season two that was a two episode crossover so there was one on the flash and then there was one on supergirl if i remember correctly so we did get a little more of that but i wish they had continued like Maybe once a season, like just yeah. have Barry check in with just, with Kara. 
just have like the one Barry Cara like crossover episode where they just hang out and uh, you know and catch up on on what's good and you know race maybe maybe they yeah. do a race through the desert and they go to a different. <laughs> They accidentally break through to a different planet, and then they make some friends. I don't know. Anything, they, those two characters could do pretty much anything, and I would watch it and be entertained. Like, they just, their dynamic together is just so fun and cute. And I, I always thought it was kind of a missed opportunity that there weren't more just, like, Kara and Barry episodes where they just got to hang out and be friends. Yeah, this and and this was a big deal when it first aired in 2016 because this was Supergirl on the C- on CBS and The Flash was from the CW. And so even though they were in the same theoretical DC universe, they were now crossing over cross networks and cross universes. That was a big deal in 2016 and uh I remember yeah. I remember thinking this opens up a lot of doors. Now that this has happened, because she could cross over, you know, Supergirl could cross over with uh, Green Arrow and hang out with Green Arrow and Black Canary and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, but the but then of course you know the the show ended in season one on CBS and then season two picked up on the CW. Um, so you didn't need that kind of oh we'd travel to another Earth. It just <laughs> yeah. you know uh, once once they got to the CW they they found a way to do it with like the, the, I forget what they called them. The, the portal breaches that, uh, car had, I forget what it was called. It had a name oh, that, yeah. that device she had where they, that would, would just create like a little portal. So she could like hop through and be like, Hey guys. So they didn't have to deal with like, Oh, Barry had to run so fast that he went to another earth. They, they found a way to do that. So it was easier for car to transport back and forth into the, the different earths. But, um, but they, uh, but they were able to do it a little easier once, uh, Supergirl got on the CW, but this was a really big deal for them to cross over at this point in time. Uh, and so it was, uh, oh, and new Rachel uh, reminds me the interdimensional extrapolator. Right. I remember That's having right. an E in the name. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for that fact check in the live and wired chat. Ooh. Um, so really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I love this episode. I think it's one of the, one of the better episodes of season one. Wish there had been more of the flash with Kara. Um, so this, this was a great, um, way to establish them as friends and, uh, get to see them hang out with different superheroes and, uh, and, and for Barry to come over and experience aliens and spaceships and, and things like that was really fun. I forgot the moment where he tries to take a picture of her spaceship <laughs> and and uh, she's going to let him. And then uh, and then Lucy comes up and is like, what is happening? And, and immediately it all turns like, when, what are you doing? Of course, I, he shouldn't take the picture there. Like they just all immediately turn like it's Wynn's fault. <laughs> Wynn's holding the camera like I, I didn't want <laughs> so good. That was that made me laugh so much as he was like in front of the spaceship. <laughs> Pose. Barry would do that all the time. He went to Earth too, and he was like, "Hey, I'm taking a picture on Earth too." Like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, so lots of fun stuff. Um, well, before we get into uh, our next section, which is snap judgments, uh, let's uh, revisit some things in the chat. Uh, get some thoughts. So, New Rachel says, um, uh, "Supergirl's ears." Uh, uh, New Rachel thinks that um, the sonic, the sonic scream from Silver Banshee 
made Supergirl's ears bleed because it counts as magic. And since Supergirl is vulnerable to magic, it would harm her. And I think that's a that's a good theory. Um, I guess a curse is magic. and in essence, a curse would be a magical thing. Um, so that makes sense to me. Although they never talk about that really on the CW Supergirl, that Supergirl would be vulnerable to magic. That's not something that they really play with too much. Although she has trouble with like Mixia's Pitalik and uh, Nixley, but they don't specify it's because she is uh, having trouble with magic. Uh, let's see. Hagelblast says in the chat that in the audio commentary on the CBS website back in the day, the showrunner said at this point they hadn't made a final decision whether or not Cat knew. Ooh. Hagelblast putting ah, a black check in there. Uh, may, maybe the showrunners hadn't. Maybe, the, or I guess, yeah, I guess there were multiple showrunners, I think, at that time. Yeah, that I think been, it might have been Allie Adler. Was Andrew Kreisberg a showrunner? Definitely Allie Adler. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Berlanti was involved, but like who, how involved with like they, his 500 guess, shows could he I be? I guess they were executive producers, but I know Allie Adler for sure was showrunner in season one. Um, that's interesting. I guess they were still just kind of playing it both ways, where, where like you could read into it if you wanted to, but then. Maybe they hadn't made a final decision on that, but I still think based on what she says, it seems like she knew. Uh, Seem Gutierrez 74 says, uh, question with Barry's experience on earth one earth 38 is defining what, uh, what is a metahuman for sure. Livewire is a metahuman is Banshee considered a metahuman. Um, I think I they talk about that in the episode. I, I don't know that she, I mean, would she be? Because it was like a curse. So it, it did to um, whoever said it earlier, it did seem more like a magic thing to me. Yeah. I mean, they weren't in the woods of, uh, <laughs> of Newfoundland, um, you know, sniffing, <laughs> Newfoundland. <laughs> sniffing a, 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 a empty branch, but it did feel like magic to me. Yeah. Um, I think like Livewire is a metahuman because something happened to her. Um, she had come into something that created an, an electrical charge that sort of made her super powered. Um, but I, I don't think that Banshee's Banshee's issue was genetic. It was passed down through her family lineage. So I think that's a different thing. It seems like it. That to me seems different. Like, for for Livewire and most metahumans, like even with Barry, like something happened to him. It was a it was an action that occurred to him that made him the Flash. But with Banshee, it's just she Banshee was gonna have the Banshee no matter what. Cause she Yeah had that family lineage. Um, so that's a good question. Um, uh, let's see. Uh okay. So there's there's a lot of uh comments in the live chat about the wigs. We will get to the wigs <laughs> during snap judgments. Uh, let's see. Aaron says, uh, has anyone seen the full Supergirl farewell tribute, which you can watch, I believe, on the season six uh, Blu-ray. Ooh. It might also be on YouTube as well. Um, uh, Aaron says they realized that a lot of the main characters were mind controlled into jumping off a building. 
Well, I'm glad they at least acknowledged it. Uh, <laughs> it's happened did, to quite a few of them. That did happen. And uh, uh, spoiler alert, maybe for the future, uh, it might happen in the next episode. I don't know. That's my guess. I'm predicting that it might happen in the next it, episode. It could. Maybe Super something. Radio Rewind. Maybe something unbelievably tragic might oh, happen. Like the most tragic. Like one in of the, the greatest tragedies. <laughs> maybe a show. tragedy that we have frankly never recovered from <laughs> <laughs> literally never recovered from um yeah so i'm glad they at least acknowledge that and take accountability for that uh let's see hagelblast also says uh leslie used to work at catco she would probably remember cat's kids being around the office sometimes and this is in reference to us talking about how cat was uh kind of in in I, I wish i could say it a better way but it's sort of begging for her life um, yeah. uh, to protect her kids um, but yeah, so that's, that's an interesting thought that Leslie maybe met her kids. It, oh, you know, that's, that, that's that, a good point. She worked yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Aaron also says, was this the episode where Kat said something like, you look like a hit CW show? Yeah. Aaron, she says something. Oh, I might've written it down in my, uh, my notes. She says, uh, she calls Wynn, Barry, James, and Kara the, quote, attractive yet non-threatening racially diverse cast of a CW show, unquote. So, yeah, that is that episode. It's funny, too, because obviously they are, like, episodes away from becoming a CW show at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know it. They think they're going to have that. They think this CBS money is going to last forever. We got a a bad, a bad piece of news for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is the episode in which uh, uh, Kat makes one of the uh, most most correct observations that she possibly <laughs> could make about those characters. Well, uh, I guess uh, maybe we should, uh, before we get out of this discussion, maybe we should get into I some so. Snap Judgments. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. So our first snap judgment is better cat grant name for the flash, the whoosh, the red streak, or the blur. Now we should note that cat seemed to like the blur. Cat was leaning towards the blur. That was the one that she was liking. That was her choice. Um, I kind of, I don't know. I gravitate towards the whoosh. I think the blur is too much like Smallville because Clark Kent at one point went with the blur. He might have also used the red streak. I think the it was blue, like the, the, blue, the red blur, the red blue blur or something. Yeah, oh, that's really, what it was. Really weird. It, yeah, the red blue blur. I think it was what it was. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So not an I, inspiring superhero name. It was pretty stupid. Um. <laughs> eventually, getting to Superman is much better. Um. So the the red streak and the blur kind of give me Smallville, uh, references. So um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the whoosh. At least with the whoosh, you get like a like a sound effect. Yeah. It, it sort of it sort of gives me like a. Like, I can feel it when I talk about it. So I think I'm going to go with the whoosh. The whoosh. I, also, 
I also have to go with the whoosh because, <laughs> uh, again, the blur did bring me back to Smallville. Maybe not my favorite seasons of that show either. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I think that the whoosh is just fun to say, right? Like, whoosh, woo. It sounds fun. You can kind of get the impression of motion it gives you. And also maybe you you pretend it's a kind of like a Nike thing. It sounds kind of like swoosh. That could, that could be, he could work that into his brand endorsement deal. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Yeah. So he, we've got him all figured out. I mean, the Flash should have a shoe deal. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. He that should have like his own Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> his um, own Barry Allens. Yeah, is that is that called an onomatopoeia? Like I the think so, yeah. Like, it, like it, if it sounded like the action of it. I think that that, that is what considered? that's called. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. So our next snap judgment. <laughs> if you teamed up with Supergirl, who would you rather have to fight? Livewire or Silver Banshee? I think Livewire. Livewire seems the easiest one to defeat. If you can get around some water, just push her in a pool. <laughs> just go to a hotel or somebody's backyard, push her in a pool, you're done. That's That's, that's true. Case now, Livewire can follow you around through your electronics. True. So you're going to have to move quickly and efficiently. That's true. But, or, or my idea, which is to just truly just like go off the grid. Just like start <laughs> to live in the woods as a recluse. <laughs> just leave everything She can't get behind. you there. Doesn't that sound amazing? <laughs> just walk, wake up in the morning. There is no Twitter. You've left it behind. There is no... <laughs> Instagram, you've left it behind. You look out the window, there's a bird. You just look at the bird for a while. That's your day. Uh, that's that's Twitter. That's, that's a tweet. That's your that's your tweet. That's your tweet. Um no, I I I although I think I agree with you. I wouldn't want to go anywhere near Silver Banshee. <laughs> The, the makeup makes me think she's very unwell. Um, I would see that and be like, Something, something's gone wrong for you, for sure. I'm going to go for somebody a little a little bit more sane. Uh, sure, she's actively smoking right now, but <laughs> there are burn holes from her electricity all over her outfit. But as you mentioned, you just get like a, you just pick up a bottle of water and splash it at her and you're done. You're yeah. good. Yeah, I feel like that would be the the best choice. Okay, better metaphor for Kara's love life: Cat Grant's cupcakes or Barry Allen Barry Allen telling Kara to speed things up. I thought Barry's advice was not great. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't want. Just I, get in there, girl. <laughs> I mean, she took it, so she thought it was good advice. But um, I, I guess I'm gonna have to go with the cupcake because at least it was visual. You, Kara could see it. You know, she didn't just have to think about it. She could like, vi you know, think about the visuals and sort of take that in. Plus, she could maybe sneak what Cat did not want her to eat the cupcakes, but Kara could probably snag one if she needed to. So I think, I think Cat at least was trying to use it as a visual metaphor, and I appreciate the thought that went behind that. She was obviously thinking about Kara and trying to mentor Kara. And trying to really do the best for Kara using something Kara would understand, like <laughs> cupcakes. cupcakes. So I think I'm going to go with Cat's metaphor. I think Cat's metaphor was good, although it was cruel. There's no way she's going to eat all 12 of those cupcakes. <laughs> Sorry. Not even Carter could eat all 12 of those cupcakes. <laughs> 
that's going to give everybody a, a, a upset stomach. Mm-hmm. Stum- she could have at least let Kara have one. That seems rude. Kara uh, could have eaten all of them. Yeah, Kara absolutely. She's an alien. She doesn't them. seem to gain weight at all, <laughs> even though she eats all that. Kara and Barry could have taken those down. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Barry's metaphor because I think at this point I was so sick of the will they, won't they for uh, Kara and James. I was just excited for anything that was going to like jumpstart some action on that storyline. So Barry was like, listen, hasn't it been long enough? Hasn't it been say 18 episodes long enough? Don't you want to, <laughs> don't you want to like try this out? And Carr was like, okay. Now it did lead to <laughs> what I would say is one of the more traumatizing things I've seen on television, <laughs> but <laughs> it did get her to do it. So yeah. uh, kudos, I guess. <laughs> okay. Our last snap judgment is pretty controversial. Well, this is the last one from our yes. snaps. We do last have one, one more. We have some from in the, the chat. chat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who is faster, the Flash or Supergirl? I don't know why it's a controversy. There's clearly a winner in this episode. I agree. Supergirl beats the Flash to the warehouse. He makes up this excuse that like oh, he like yeah, sure. went around he the went around or whatever. I don't think so. We did not see that. I didn't there see was him. no evidence for this. No, none at all. <laughs> and also the way that the flash goes back home is because he needs Supergirl speed. He can't do it on his own. Just not fast enough. So he's not <laughs> fast enough. So he needs her not to only be faster, but to also throw him at the same time. So I think it's very clear, uh, given the evidence of the story and of the episode, there's a clear winner. I think it's Supergirl. I think this is an open and shut kind of situation. <laughs> it's very clearly Supergirl. I mean, could you make an argument for the Flash? Maybe. Will we be doing that on this podcast? No, we no. won't. No, we won't. It's Supergirl and everyone knows it. <laughs> Somewhere out there, Andy's like listening to this screaming. But there's nothing you can do. <laughs> um. Okay, and this time, our real last snap judgment, which comes from the chat um, from two different people who asked us very similar snap judgments, Rachel and Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Rachel says, snap judgment, who has the better wig, Livewire or Silver Banshee? Yeah, and Aaron's is similar. Uh, uh, I know you're confused Aaron about the wants- wig, but Banshee, <laughs> is she working it or wiggy? So I guess we could take it. One is a snap judgment. Yes. Then the second one is working it or wiggy. So let's take it. Take it one at a time. Okay. Okay. Snap judgment. All right. So who has the better wig, Livewire or Silver Banshee? I mean, mean, they're both both not great. No. (laughs) Neither Neither one are amazing. But I would have to say if I had to. If I had to pick between these two wigs, I would go Livewire. I feel like. Uh, that that there's a wig, uh, but it, it it is a wig that has dignity to it. Uh, there's there's no dignity to be found in the wig on Silver Banshee. There just isn't. Somebody picked that up, discounted at a, a Spirit Halloween store. Uh, <laughs> that wig was never meant to see prime time. Okay, I'm going to disagree. Oh, I am going to go missed. the other way. I like Silver Banshee's wig because you know what? It's got some style. It's got it's got the it's got the streaks in the hair. She's got the the silver. It fits the outfit. She's she's coordinated. 
She looks threatening. Livewires is just kind of boring. It looks like normal hair. At least Silver Beach is trying something. She's trying to go for it. To be fair, she did get some qu- quite a bit of volume on that hair. <laughs> She's a banshee. She should look. That's the way she should look as a banshee. I'm gonna go Silver Banshee on this one. All right, all right. Interesting. Hot well, take. Hot take. Well, that brings us <laughs> to the second part of the snap judgment. Are wiggy or working it? Uh, so let's start with with Live Wire. Do you think her wig? Is wiggy or is it working it? I think it's working it. It's not too distracting. It's not as good as the first live wire wig. That one is definitely the best of the live wire wigs. It gets yeah. worse from here. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. But but this is passable. I think it's working it. Yeah, I'll give it a working it too. It, it has gotten a little flat. Uh, she's lost a little bit of the volume that she had in the first one. Uh, but it's not. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's offensive. It, no, no, yet. it's not. It's not. Distra- it's not distracting. <laughs> it's not distracting. It's not like an Alex Danvers wig, uh, <laughs> where they're just like, "Give her the weirdest one we've got." Uh, <laughs> okay, so that takes us over to Banshee. So we've established that she's got great volume on that thing, <laughs> but is it wiggy or working it? All right, I'm gonna have to take another look at it. <laughs> zoom in <laughs> enhance i was about to say wouldn't it be great if we had like that csi technology <laughs> just gets closer and closer this is tough because it is a i tough mean one. for me like i understand the criticisms i do <laughs> i think it's 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 the look is not right i mean i guess it's right in terms of the character but it could have been better executed. But the wig to me is not like, I don't look at it and say, Oh, her, that's not like, it's not distracting me. Like, I feel like it's, it's working for the character. I'm, I know this, this feels weird coming out of my mouth, (laughs) but I think it's working it. I don't know. I haven't, having revisited it. Because normally I would have in the past, I would have been like immediately wiggy. But now that I'm like overthinking it, I think that it works for the characterization. And I don't think it's like going to fall off. Like I've seen worse wigs on Supergirl <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Are there worse wigs on Supergirl? A hundred percent. A thousand percent. Um, there, there there's are so, so there, many bad ones. There are some wigs where I'm like, that's immediately wiggy. Like that one... That one's got to go. It looks like fake hair. This one, it looks like it's part of her hair. Like, it looks like an extension to me. And I say that, I guess, as a pun. But it looks <laughs> it looks like an extension of her actual hair. So, I don't know. I am I feel weird about this, but I think I'm going to say working it on Silver Banshee. Twist. So, on Silver Banshee... I got to go wiggy and I could maybe understand working it at the top level of the hair. <laughs> Cause I think they've done a decent job of like making it look like it's attached to her in some way. Again, <laughs> not always guaranteed with the wigs on this show, but then, but then as you travel down the hair, as you travel <laughs> lower down the hair, the quote unquote hair gets a lot 
weirder looking and a lot less hair like and the, but by the time you're down at the bottom of the hair you're like what's truly what is happening here <laughs> so, so it was almost there but just for the bottom there i gotta give it a wiggy okay i think that's fair <laughs> in totality yes it's a wiggy not just not just kind of where the uh, the the roots are yes Yes. She got she got some great volume there. Okay. I'll give her that. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Daryl's <laughs> comment in the chat. He says it could be worse. It could be the wig that gave Kara bangs later on. I agree. That oh, is one gosh. of the worst wigs on Supergirl. When when she had had the season five bangs and then season six she didn't anymore. And so then they had to go back and give her bangs. That one was that one was very noticeably a wig. That one was not good. That one was very wiggy. So the fact that Silver Banshee's wig to me is better than that bang wig, that that's that bang wig is bad. So bad. <laughs> it's truly. worse than the Silver Banshee. So, so bad. So I agree with Daryl. It could have been worse. It could have been that wig with cars bangs because it was not, <laughs> it was not great. I didn't appreciate that one at all. That one was immediately wiggy. All right. Well, I think we've gotten all of our snap judgments. A lot of, a lot of hot takes. A lot of co- so controversial yeah. topics there. <laughs> um, so thank you, thanks to everybody for playing snap judgments. No judgments on your snap judgments. Okay. And we have some listener feedback on this episode. So Daryl wrote in to say... I think CBS already knew the show was moving to the CW. Why else would the writers so specifically reference another network? Uh, I'm glad that Kat is no longer holding a grudge against Kara for things not working out between her and Adam. Is this the only crossover that takes place on Supergirl outside of the big annual crossover? Maybe. I, I think other than that duet episode. Yeah, I think um, the duet one. Um Daryl says, normally Supergirl has to go to other shows, but in this one, it comes to her. It's it's astonishing to be reminded of how the show ramped up Carr and James when we know it'll get dropped immediately in season two. So do we think, though, that that happened, that change happened like the summer before season two premiered? Probably just because of like how immediate the like walk back from their romance was. It was like in the premiere, if I remember right. Like within like minutes of the premiere, <laughs> Gar was like, I think we should just be friends, right? And James was like, Yeah, totally. As he like cries a single tear. Um if okay. I remember right, it was in the premiere of season two, although it could have been maybe in the second episode. No, I think it was season two's premiere episodes when they drop the car james thing it was yeah pretty, it was pretty immediate um before we move on hegel blast is uh, fact checking me uh, duet was actually a flash oh. episode were there not two what? parts of that crossover somebody look that up i'm having a hard time remembering it i don't remember either to be honest someone fact checked check me out because i for some reason i remember there being two parts to that uh, yeah and i'm not sure it looks like it was just one episode uh uh 
do, do, do. The story begins at the end of the Supergirl episode Starcrossed, which aired on March 20th, 2017, which saw Cara Danvers uh, hypnotized into a coma by Music Meister, with Monel and John Jones bringing her to Earth One in hope that Team Flash can save her. So okay. it's maybe that's why beginning. I have it in my mind that it was it it kind of flowed into two episodes. Okay. Thank you all for that fact check. For some reason, I remember Duet being a Supergirl episode, but that's actually a Flash episode. So thank oh. you for the, the fact check on that. Everybody saying that Music Meister uh, was on uh, the uh, Supergirl episode for very briefly at the end, which then led into Duet. So, uh, yeah, so everybody's kind of mentioning that. So uh, my brain just totally fried and uh so that's good to have that memory because now i won't remember duet being a flash episode like i had it's kind of like how we like tricked ourselves into thinking that jeremiah danvers ended in the woods when he didn't actually i don't think (laughs) i don't think so either we had just remembered that that's where we thought he was last just sort of hiding in a bush somewhere (laughs) so we misremembered some things um, so yeah, so thank you for that fact check. So continue on with Daryl's email. Yeah, um, Daryl says they are doing themselves no favors writing James like a pouty, jealous child. I actually just fast forwarded through the Lucy and James talk at the DEO. It's meaningless. I'm de- <laughs> I'm definitely a fan of Silver Banshee's new look, and I loved her partnership with Livewire. In the beginning, Lucy is interrogating her about people being hurt by electrical imbalances, but it doesn't seem to come back up. <laughs> no, yeah, there was something that they thought that Livewire had done. Yeah. But there yeah, there was no follow-up on that. There's no follow-up. So, was she doing it? Was she not doing it? We'll never know. <laughs> uh, and then finally he says, uh, Kat has a real talent for figuring out secret identities. I really like her emotions in talking about Carter and Adam. If only we knew what ended up happening to them. <laughs> They're fine, I'm sure. They're very rich. Yes, they are very rich. They're probably at boarding school somewhere while <laughs> exactly. Kat's hanging out in the yurt. Maybe uh, so. maybe Carter was uh, doing some homeschooling in the yurt. <laughs> <laughs> What a life. All right. Well, Kenny also wrote in to share some thoughts saying, quote, I loved watching this crossover again. It's my favorite of the CW DC TV Arrowverse crossovers. And while I like the other crossovers, this one was just so well done. Cara and Barry meeting each other was so great. And also Cara kind of needed another friend in her life. Barry Allen came at the right time to give Supergirl uh, the advice she needed because Barry was also mind-controlled. Yeah, that happens to these uh, superheroes a little bit. Yep. Uh, the team-up with the Supergirl and The Flash had a ton of action. The writing was great, the story was great, and it's one of my favorite episodes of Supergirl ever. And we got an email. Our final email comes from Mara, who wrote in uh, after we asked listeners if they enjoyed the first season of The Rings of Power. Yeah. Do you you remember that? We had a conversation about this. This is what I want because I need motivation (laughs) to watch it uh, because I want to know what happens. But I also desperately don't want to watch it because of how boring (laughs) the first episode was. Maybe Mara is going to sell me. Okay. So... (laughs) Mara writes, I wanted to answer a question you asked on last week's episode. You wanted to know if anyone finished The Rings of Power and liked it. I finished the show and liked it a lot. It was a bit slow in places, but that doesn't always bother me. In fact, sometimes I find it nice to just live in each storyline for a bit. I love world building, and this show has so much of that. I also thought the acting was good, and that helped a lot in the slower moments. Can't wait for the next Supergirl Season 1 episode review. It has been fun to revisit episodes that I, and apparently the show itself, 
forgot about. Yeah, there is the forgotten of season one, uh, <laughs> forgotten of Supergirl. So, okay, so has Mara maybe kind of turned the tide on your thinking about Rings of Power? Are you maybe? maybe I'm gonna gonna get back. Of- I think I'm going to get back in there. I, I, I th- sometime soon, sometime yeah, for sure. I, I kind of think you owe it to yourself. Well, did you I tell you? It. You might as well finish it. Did I tell you that when I wasn't feeling well, like a couple weeks ago? And we were home for the whole weekend. Um, we watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies, the extended edition. Okay. And then we started. That's a time commitment. Yeah. It was like each night we watched another one of the movies. It was <laughs> it was incredible. I had never watched the extended editions. And it was fun. We got popcorn. Uh, it was really just. <laughs> you were just doing it for the it popcorn. It was a popcorn delivery system for me. <laughs> but uh, it was also great. And then, <laughs> and then we started watching the Hobbit movies. And we forgot. And uh, this might get be controversial. We forgot how bad they were. Um, we <laughs> no, hadn't taken that into into the consideration. So we got like through the first two. We still have to finish the last one. We're just like, yeah, we're totally gonna do that. Uh, but once <laughs> we get through that last Hobbit, then we're going straight to Rings of Power, and maybe then we'll be motivated. Probably oh, no. what we should have done. Oh no! Was, probably what we should have done was watch the Hobbit first, take deep breath, then watch the Lord of the Rings movies, the yes. good ones, the actually yes. good movies, uh-huh. and then we would have been motivated. Like, let's do it, Rings yeah. of Power. And now we're gonna be coming off of the Hobbit movie, off of like like limping off of the Hobbit movie <laughs> into the Rings of Power, and I don't feel like. Like that's probably the right energy I want to that take. That was not into fair that. to the mm-hmm. rings of power. Poor rings of power. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it gets better. Well, I think. I mean, how many episodes could it be? Couldn't I be that many. 10. I think. Yeah, they the couldn't first pay one, for so many. The first one did feel like I lived a whole lifetime during the. <laughs> During the runtime of the episode, like was it like, like a double episode, or was it? I don't think regular- so. I think it was just an hour, <laughs> but it felt so much longer. Is the thing? It felt <laughs> so long. Uh, so I just have to like psych myself up to get into episode. Two. I hear it gets better. Um, and okay. they spent a billion dollars on it. So I would like for you to watch it. Okay, this just this is my request. Sure, sure, and then report back. I will. I will report back. We'll see. We'll see if I agree with Mara or if I go in a different direction. I mean, now that Mara took the time to send this email into us, I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. She's trying. Mara is trying to explain to me that it's worth giving a shot, and I feel pretty, uh, pretty confident that, like most people, I will get at least thirty-seven percent through (laughs) the Rings of Power. So, really, I think you owe it to Mara. <laughs> to I complete the season and then season. Co- and then come back and report. Cool. <laughs> I, got, I, I got you, Mara. <laughs> I'll report back. Okay. It'll happen someday. Would, would it help if I also participated? Do you want to? It's quite boring. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Okay. I think if if you can get through like the first two episodes. Then I think. Oh, it's hinging okay. on me now. No, no. I mean, oh, I think if okay. we can, if we. Can, <laughs> I was like, are you putting the challenge to me that I have to watch the first two, and then if I if watch we, the first uh, two, then you complete it. As all as as this podcast, if we can just get through <laughs> like another episode. Look, we finished Supergirl season six, and we I made think it. really. If we can do that, we can do anything. We can, we can accomplish anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is going to be 
the random Supergirl radio challenge for ourselves <laughs> yes. is to maybe watch the Rings of Power all the way through. It's going to happen. And then I believe in us. I don't know what we're going to do with that. I don't know if I, we're going to Patreon exclusive, it. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so sign up to be a Supergirl radio Patreon supporter and maybe you'll get a report about oh. the Rings of Power. We'll do our book report on the Rings of Power. Now we've you. committed ourselves to this. Now, oh goodness. now it's not great. <laughs> I've got some bad news for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mara. I think we're doing this for you. So thank you for you gotta pour in. one out for Mara when, you, when I'm watching. <laughs> so thank you for writing in and sharing your thoughts. Even if maybe we don't agree, we're still gonna maybe try to we're give gonna it try a fair it. shake. I think I think we're going to give it a fair shake. All right. Well, I think we've gotten through all of our uh, discussions, snap judgments, and feedback. So let's uh, get back in the Legion Cruiser. We're going to get back into 2023, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Got back to the future, I guess, or is it just the present? Ooh. Who knows? Maybe it's both. Yes. Um. But uh, now that we are in the present, we need to get to some Supergirl Radio and some DC TV podcast plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music Music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you are in need of new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page now see here supergirl radio is part of the dc tv podcast network so if you want to listen to other shows we've got the flash podcast legends of tomorrow podcast the lituation room dc on hbo max podcast star girl podcast superman and lois radio green lantern podcast the sandman podcast dc tv after dark and justice league dark podcast since we talked about World's Finest, we have some Flash and Livewire designs in the Tee Public Store we'd like to suggest. Yeah, the DC TV podcast Tee Public Store is not just Supergirl stuff, even though the no, Supergirl stuff is great. We also have a lot of Flash designs. So if you're a big Flash fan, check it out because we've got some cool designs in there about Flash, about Zoom, about Kid Flash, Iris, Cisco. Uh, Killer Frost. We've got all the characters in the DC TV podcast T Public Store. I don't know if we have any um, uh, some of the newer characters that I'm not as familiar hmm. with who are now apparently also going to be superheroes. <laughs> They're all going to be superheroes. They're just going to end up being superheroes. But if you like, uh, you know, some of those characters from the show, we probably have some uh, merch and some designs, some mugs, some t-shirts, some hoodies, and all those kinds of things in the DC TV podcast T Public Store. 
And we have a custom one-of-a-kind shirt about Live and Wired with Leslie Willis that you're not going to get anywhere else on the internet. This is the only place you can get a Live and Wired design uh, on a t-shirt or a hoodie or a mug or anything else you can get in the T in the T Public Store. This is the only place you can get it is in the DCTP Podcast T Public Store. So if you like Live Wire and you want a cool t-shirt, a cool design uh, on your mug, if you want to get up in the morning, drink some coffee, and you want to get Live and Wired with your coffee, Ooh, that's that's a good I, way to use it. I think that's a good way to use it because you need to be Live and Wired for the day. Um, so this is the only place you can get it. It's a one-of-a-kind custom-designed uh, uh, design from uh, Comic Girl or otherwise known as Sarah Louver. So uh, this is the only place you can get it. So definitely check it out, and um, hopefully uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, spark spark up your day. Or or uh, what's what's a better pun for that? Like a in liven up your day. Uh, brighten up your day. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like sparky, lightning, wire up your day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad at these. (laughs) So um, definitely check that out in the DCTV public's uh, public TV. Um, Oh my gosh. I said that way too many times and way I messed it up. The DCTV podcast T public store. It's not easy to say fast. I enjoy it. I love my live and wired uh, t-shirt. So um. Just wanted to promote that there. Okay. Well, uh, in addition to the T Public Store, another way that you can support a Supergirl Radio is through our um, Supergirl Radio Patreon. So if you'd like to become a Legion of a Super Sponsor, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Supergirl Radio. We've got a couple of levels, levels there that you can choose from. And we'd like to thank our Legion of Super Sponsors for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. These people are Michael, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Abby, uh, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Tara, and Majuba. So thank you all for uh, supporting Super Bowl Radio and uh, helping us out. And, uh, okay, well, I guess if you want to uh, hang out with me off Supergirl Radio, there are a couple of places that you can uh, find me. Uh, I'm on a social media platform called Vero True Social. If you followed me there, you would know that I had recently started uh, Love is Blind Season 4. Which um, I have a lot of thoughts about Chelsea, a lot of thoughts about Kwame, uh, so many thoughts about Micah, which was weird. I went on a journey with Micah (laughs) and I feel like I started out not liking her. But then by the end of it, I was like, I kind of feel sorry for Micah. She maybe deserved better in the end. Twist. Um, But... The big, the big person that we should all have thoughts on was Irina. She, oh, Irina. I have lots of thoughts on her. Oh my I have to say my favorite character um, uh, this season on Love is Blind was Rocky the dog. Oh, oh my gosh. Rocky. Che- Chelsea's dog, Rocky. Truly a superstar in the making. He was so important that the show gave him a lower third. And <laughs> that was my favorite. Where it's like, just in case you've forgotten who Rocky is, there he is, Rocky. Really, the only person to care about on, or not even just a person, a, a dog. He was a a, a dog animal, but what, but what a great character! Dog. <laughs> uh, so he was the character to watch on Love Is Blind season four. Uh, so uh, you can keep up with anything I'm reading, watching, listening to. I posted over there. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at the the Derby Kid. Um, 
Uh, I will post pictures that I take over there, but also I just like to share like cool things that are popping up you know, on Instagram that I think are really interesting. It's a lot of cat videos and people playing drums <laughs> in weird ways. Uh, so if, if you're interested in following the things that I like to share, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm also on a YouTube at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I talk about uh, film and very specifically Zack Snyder DC films. So if you're interested in that, uh, subscribe over there. I will be going to the Zack Snyder Full Circle event, which is next weekend, which is crazy. And I'll probably shoot some video there, maybe do some interviews with uh, some other fans out there. I know some folks going. Uh, so I will hopefully be posting some video content there on my YouTube channel. Ooh, that should be fun. Yeah, so I'm uh, hoping to do a little content creation while I'm there. Knock out Ooh. knock out some reels, do some things. I don't know. Nice. Mix it up. Maybe do some lives. Maybe I should do a live while I'm waiting Ooh. in line. Definitely. Because I've heard that you can, you can only uh, wait in line to get into the venue like two hours ahead of time. I'm like, well, oh. I'll definitely be in line for two hours. That's what's happening. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be fair, that's like not too bad as far no, as like lines are concerned. Not too bad. So. Yeah. So I might, I might, I might fire up Instagram Live. Yeah. Start ta- taking some, <laughs> taking some questions from the audience. <laughs> I might get bored, so that might be a good way to pass the time. I can't make any promises though. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mojotastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which we're slowly transitioning into the Legendary Ladies podcast. But we have some fun stuff coming up. We just talked about um, the uh, the sort of the disappearance of a lot of LGBTQ uh, plus characters on tv and how actually the cw uh going down was a big culprit of that um and from that conversation we got like a lot of tweets about warrior nun the netflix show just like a like just a metric ton of tweets just (laughs) just save warrior nun have you checked out warrior nun we're like okay i guess we'll check out warrior nun so now we're going to do a pilot we're doing a pilot pod on warrior nun so i know nothing about this show i know she's a nun presumably also a warrior those two things don't usually go together so that should be fun that should be but it's not like they can't go together it's just they don't normally we're not i'm not gonna go up to a nun and tell her who who to be (laughs) you want to be a warrior girl i support you (laughs) uh so we have some fun stuff coming up on the podcast i don't want to tease it too much because nothing's set in stone but we might have some special guests sometime soon uh maybe perhaps even from uh uh, maybe you know associate it with legends so mm. so so i again i don't want to say anything and then everything falls through and they're like morgan you love I didn't lie. Uh, I just hint it. And if it falls through, I hint it incorrectly. That's the Uh, best way to do it. Exactly. But you will definitely want to keep an eye on our podcast feed. So like subscribe everywhere podcasts are found. I I do podcasts, but I don't know. Like Spotify, I guess. (laughs) Apple Podcasts. I don't know. You know which ones you like. (laughs) 
So uh, I, I know the Legendary Ladies Instagram is active. Oh, good call. Yes. Uh, we So we've been talking for a long time about doing an Instagram. And we finally decided, you know what? No time like the present. Uh, just kind of like the way Cara decided to kiss James. And we need <laughs> you to not just leave us hanging there as you walk away out the door without any words. We can't take it. Our hearts can't. So uh, you can find us on on Instagram at the Legendary Ladies, uh, which we have our one coming soon post. Mm-hmm. Uh, mysterious, right? Uh, <laughs> so you should follow us now. Kind of get it on the ground floor, MLM style. Uh, so that and you know, if you bring in five of your closest friends as followers. You will get nothing but <laughs> satisfaction. You will get a quality podcast. What if we give you a sash? <laughs> what if we? What if we're just actually like we're just like soft rolling out our new cult? <laughs> I would join. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> say goodbye to my friends and family and never talk to them again (laughs) but think about the yellow sash you could have Um, uh, yes. So, uh, follow the legendary ladies. Is it legendary ladies? Just the legendary ladies? It's at, it's at the legendary ladies on, on um, Instagram. Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel, which is also oh, at yes. the legendary ladies. YouTube has done this fun new thing where you can't just put in like youtube.com slash the channel name. You now have to put in like youtube.com slash at the legendary ladies. I oh. find that obnoxious. But anyway, that's how you can find out. <laughs> Can't fight with YouTube. <laughs> Follow, subscribe, like, all the good stuff. And I uh, look forward to seeing what's going on with the legendary ladies. Uh, I'm going to get to one question before we get out of here. CM Gutierrez 74 says, Is there any reason that the dropping of the Continental trailer last week was not discussed in the news? Yes, uh, I made the call. I'm going to hang on to some of the news that happened this week for next time Ooh. because I uh, just wanted to give Superman that attention that he doesn't normally get. <laughs> so, That's uh, true. He's a, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know about Superman. He's pretty like he's a pretty below the radar. Real obscure. Like only real fans know about Kara's cousin, <laughs> Superman. So it's okay if you don't know who he is. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, who? <laughs> Super who? I like that we keep calling him Kara's cousin. Kara's I like cousin. that. I'm gonna, from now should, on, I'm going to be like, always you know just... Kara's cousin? <laughs> it's like It's like how I oftentimes will introduce people who actually know each other in my life. Is like, you know my friend Sarah? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Kn- I know her. And I'm like, oh right. So I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do that. But like with with Superman as Cara, you know, Cara's cousin Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so Familiar. that's that's why we just wanted to give Superman's uh, 85th anniversary the the big celebration that it really deserved. So we'll we'll talk about uh, Katie McGraw in the Continental trailer. And uh, apparently we're going to be doing a pilot pod soon because that's going to come out, I guess. So we'll probably we'll probably do a pilot pod on that on the podcast. So if you are interested in talking about the Continental trailer next time, we'll have all of that ready to go. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And thanks for joining us for Supergirl Radio Rewind.
McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom? Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. 